threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Oh, Cameron. How are you today, buddy? Good. Good. Good to hear. Grand day for a podcast. It really is. It's kind of weird because we've done two days in a row of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't usually do that because uh, Cam's going to be gone. Yeah. Omricon or whatever, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to the ground zero. <laughs> you are. Uh, pretty the new coronavirus. Pretty sweet, <laughs> right? Um, but what are we talking about today, Cam? Um, I think this is kind of an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, you know, you, you got your nice little home, you want to be safe, Yeah, but you've got to consider those around you. You do. And how they can be part of that plan mm-hmm. of protection. So we're going to talk about some neighborhood security. Yeah. And it, maybe we're talking about SHTF, maybe not, but yeah, neighborhood security, right? Yeah. yeah. So good stuff. sounds great. It really does. Get a badge. Huh? Walk around your neighborhood yeah. every night. <laughs> HOA marshal. Yeah. Something like that. Before we get going, though, I got to tell you about BattleBox. It is the monthly subscription box for men, women, children of all ages, full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you'd normally pay. You never know what's in the next box, but here's a sampling of what users received this month. The Lead Lenser ML6 750 Lumen Lantern. Boy, that thing is cool. Kern showed it to us last week or two weeks ago or whatever. Pretty rad. Then we got the Rapid Pure Pioneer Straw. Boy, that's cool too. Yeah. All this badassness starts to just 30 bucks a month. They've shipped almost 42 trillion boxes and one best <laughs> men's subscription box of 2017. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. That is trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife when you go to trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Listener reviews starts now. You can give that knife away for a present. You totally could. Just do it. One of your neighbors. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Perfect podcast. Yep. We're done. That's it. We've reached perfection. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> I read this and I was like, it almost sounds like we wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, we did not read. Yeah. We did not make any this of these This is not up. us are towards ourselves. Yeah. All the other podcasts about prepping are way too serious. Only mm. focusing on two things. More 556, five, more 9MM. That's funny. It's refreshing to listen to something a little more uplifting, mm. especially when it focuses on things across the spectrum. And isn't just a bunch of special forces wannabes in a basement stockpiling ammo waiting to be somebody in a Hollywood-style apocalypse. Hmm. Keep up the great content. Thanks for the hamster farm idea. Now I have a gift for any occasion. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Echo 346. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they that have, is like, not a our military alias. name. I know. <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. That's true. Echo 346. <laughs> um... But if you guys want to be a part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, go to the Kindle book on Amazon, leave us a five-star review, and make it awesome. Yeah. It's a mad, mad world. You're releasing this one today, right? Uh, No. No, no, next week. Oh, is this next week? Yep. Well, it's possible that if you're listening to this, you this didn't come to pass. Okay. I thought this was pretty funny, though. Okay. 
um, Bento Sushi in Washington put on its uh, sign. It says, Internet ends 12022021, which is 12221. <laughs> That's today. <laughs> Crap. Today that we are recording this podcast. Yeah. So hopefully there is no loss of internet. But they're like, why would they put this on a sushi sign? That is kind of like odd. super weird. And um, these are some of the comments on Twitter. The internet ends, uh, ends Thursday, which is 12-2, two, two, you know, apparently, so get ready, I guess. Um, damn it. I was just getting the hang of it. Hasta <laughs> la vista, baby. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, folks, this is it. This is where the internet ends. Could you imagine? Oh, my like, gosh, I know. Um, the uh, So, yeah. Anyways, a bunch of people mm. snapped photos of it and sent it. Because it just, it has it posted just like this. Like, look how confusing. <laughs> um, it just shows it, like, not in any, like, address or form. Oh, it's just, all, oh, that is weird. <laughs> so it's like yeah. some random little place in Washington just posted that the internet it's ends. It's fantastic marketing. So. It really yeah, is. Yeah. Their, their name is out there big time. It is. I want some sushi now. But. This may never get heard. This might be just us doing this for ourselves. Yeah. So, which is um, always hopefully bad. your internet still exists yeah. and you're listening to this right now. But mm-hmm. what if the internet ended? Mm. Would it be good or bad? I don't know. Somewhere in between. Shopping this probably. right now before Christmas would be horrible. It would be bad. But after that, not too bad. Yeah, we'd be all right. Except for no podcasts. So, yeah. That'd be bad. Yeah. So, um, that's a podcast idea. It is. No internet. internet. <laughs> yeah. No internet apocalypse. Um, I had an article from New York Times, and now it won't let me log in because I don't have access to it. (laughs) So I had to go find it somewhere else, uh, of course. Uh, uh, But this happened this last week, and this is going to be like two weeks ago. I saw a picture of this, but I didn't read anything about it. Yeah. So a snowstorm stranded an Oasis tribute band, bar patrons, and employees for three days at an inn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a, a, a mini series from, you know, Hallmark or something. I don't know. But so I'm going to try and read through this without doing a bunch of extra stuff I don't need to because I haven't read this article specifically <laughs> yet. So um, dozens of pub goers and Oasis tribute band and others aren't looking back in anger, even though they were stranded at an English inn for nearly three days because of a snowstorm. The tribute band Noasis, get it? No Oasis was scheduled to perform Friday night um, at the Tan Hill Inn in Richmond, England, more than 200 miles northwest of London. Um, didn't but, know it, yeah, I didn't know it snowed very much in London. It does apparently. So. Um, they didn't know the weather would shut down the roads and bring down power lines. Dang. Yeah, um, the inn calls itself United Kingdom's highest pub because it is more than 1,700 feet Whoa. above sea level. Hey, <laughs> slow down there. <laughs> Stretch. So weird to think, like, if we were to line up where we I know with that. <laughs> it's like, it's insane. 4,000 right? feet different. The snow left more than 60 people stranded, including seven inn employees. Um, although some of the stranded people had booked rooms at the inn, others slept on the floor and couches in the lounge, uh, which is kind of Isn't cool. that what happens at pubs anyway? I would think so, yeah. Um, but there was a couple of people, like an area mountain rescue group, helped evacuate a man for medical treatment. Of course. Was, yeah, he had diabetes probably. <laughs> he hadn't, hadn't had soda. In hasn't days. listened to our podcast. Hasn't listened to the podcast yet. Um, they had three feet of snow on Saturday morning, which is that's a, that's a lot a of lot. freaking snow. Yeah, I, I get now why. In a happened. wet, humid area. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that would be bad. But, you know, they, they had a ton of food in there. Uh, they had an Oasis band, so they just listened to Oasis <laughs> for like ever. Um, and they finally got out of there. Um, but on Monday, 50 people were still there. 
uh, which is crazy. That's crazy. So it was like it was quite the deal. You never know. You just never know you when you're going to get a stuck and be stuck. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. You I know? saw a picture of it and it didn't look like a lot of snow, but yep. I was like, man, that's a big deal, huh? But you just don't know. That's why you got to have your EDC. You know, yeah, you got to have you your do. communications plan. Yeah. You got to let people know where you're going. I'm going to see no oasis, yeah. people. EDC always saves the day. It really does. I went to a Christmas party. No <laughs> one. Uh-huh. We had like amazing prime rib and no one had a knife. We yeah. had no plastic knives. Were people but just I, like picking up the slabs and They just it? waited until somebody went and got I some. I think I'm just stabbing it with a fork. I would be too. Probably. But yeah, I, it was, yeah, I had my uh, Leatherman and so yeah. I was eating and just looking them all like, you idiots. And they said, of course you have a stupid prepper. And I'm like, well, that's why I'm a prepper. Exactly. Look at you idiots over there hungry, salivating. But, yeah. but it was great. It that's was good great. stuff. So, Cam, let's talk about neighborhood security. Um, we're talking about, like, kind of everyday neighborhood security. We're talking about neighborhood security in an SHTF event. Yeah. Um, because that's kind of where it gets more hairy. You know what I mean? Where it really becomes the thing. Yeah. Right? And most of us probably live in some sort of a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, even in a uh, real... Uh, rural mm-hmm. place, if you know you're lucky enough to have the land, you usually have some houses along that roadway. Sure, that your your neighbors and and Cam and I live in a perfect. Each of us live in perfect neighborhoods for this type of yeah. thing that we're talking. We're in about a rural today. town, but we're in a subdivision. Yes, regional so subdivisions. We have very close neighbors, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I mean, there's several names for this. If you want to be freaking cool about it, you mm-hmm. can call it the Neighborhood Protection Plan, the MPP. You down with MPP? Yeah. Or you could be the Survival Neighborhood Coalition. I like that one. Oh, yeah. That's the SNP. SNC. Or C. <laughs> I made a different. Yeah. It's a silent P. Yeah. It's PC. A, yeah. yeah. Um, or you can just call it a ward if you're a church member That's like right, us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, whatever you call it, uh-huh. um, it's something you have to consider in SHTF. We've talked multiple times about like the lone wolf method, mm-hmm. you know. And in this case, it would be like, the the lone pack, you know, like oh, your yeah. family, because mm-hmm. you wouldn't be coordinating with neighbors and stuff. And the same thing is it would be way more difficult and mm-hmm. your likelihood of staying alive if you're not like collaborating with other people. Right. It's just a lot. A well, lot and it's just weaker. like, I mean, you're living right next to these people. Yeah. Right. That's you the You can't whole point. ignore that they're there when yeah. all of us are suffering. Exactly. Something. So that's kind of the point of this. Like they're right next to you, man. You got to figure out something one way or the other. Right. Right. So that's what, you know, we kind of wanted to get into, uh, you know, a little bit here mm-hmm. and uh, like, what are the starting points of getting mm-hmm. to that point? Cause it's not like you can go, you know, knock on your neighbor's door and be like, Hey, guess what? I'm a prepper. I knew you probably knew that. Mm-hmm. I want you to be part of my plan. Let's protect each other. Yeah. And let's share families and wives. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now you eat this bread and I'm going to drink this water. We are now one. You know what I mean? How about you focus on storing all the water? <laughs> I'll store all the bread and that's right, candy and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's something that you really like need to take time. It's something I haven't spent much time thinking about. I'm like, Kobe's mm-hmm. in the other neighborhood. That's my only neighbor. Yeah, that's Got yeah. all the others in between. It's a hard thing to do. I'm not going to deal with. It really is a hard thing to do. But we luckily do live in neighborhoods that I think are good people. Yeah. I don't feel concerned about any of my neighbors. Mm. I've lived in places where I'm, I'm slightly terrified. concerned, but not like a lot. Right. You know. You're more concerned probably about the weirdness yeah, there's some of weirdness. like people, mm-hmm. let's hang out, let's stay I in the basement I hope my neighbors together. are listening. Yeah. <laughs> I highly doubt it. You weirdos. But, um, but yeah, no, like my neighbors, I feel pretty mm-hmm. confident, but right. you just never know. You, you need to get them, you need to get to know or kind of yeah. know which ones to avoid. And it's a and process. Like 
Yeah. Like you say, can't, you're just not going to have a barbecue, invite them all over, and then plan for the apocalypse. Right, right. Probably not. If you can, that's We're great. We're having a barbecue tonight. Whatever uh, yeah. firearms you have, can bring, you bring them you. over. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Bring over your 7 o'clock p.m. sharp. <laughs> but anyways, <clears throat> so yeah, let's get yeah. into kind of the first steps of getting to that point. Yeah. So th- as you get started and you're thinking about security for like your neighborhood post SHGF or during SHGF or even before that, you have to think about your personal security, right? It has to start there. You can't just be like, well, I'm going to let everybody else, we're all going to do it together. You have to start with your home, yeah. yourself, because if you don't have that figured out, good luck trying to get your neighborhood figured right. out. It's going to be think a mess. Some neighborhoods already have that plan of like, well, my neighbors yeah. got a lot of stuff. I'll just plan on him yeah. taking care of everything. That's the thing. You, don't, you just don't know. So you have to have that personal security plan. So you have to start there. But you have to do this analysis but kind of before you get going. Um, you need to kind of have... A personal risk assessment done, yeah. you know, and, and we've talked about this a few times, but do you live in the city? Do you live out in the boonies? You know, what people can you rely on or count on in an SHGF scenario that are around you? And maybe are you going to take the lead as somebody else? You know, these are things you need to assess before you get going. What issues should you be prepping for because they're going to be the most likely to happen? Again, this is that personal risk assessment. Does you do you need to worry about wildfires? Do you need to worry about hurricanes or is it earthquakes? You know, whatever it is, understand this before you get moving forward with your security plan. Do you have a military background or, you know, as a member of the military, are you one of those people that study military subjects all the time? You know, and this includes like leadership, management, firearms, tactics, like all across the board. Yeah. Where are you at with those things? Um, what kind of physical shape are you in? Because, again, as a security plan, that's a piece of it. Yeah. You got to be able to, you know, run, walk, jump, punch, kick, <laughs> all those kind of things. Scream. Scream. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. That's number one. James, <laughs> like, I got my screaming down. I'm just going to scream. I've got, like, high alert scream. Yeah. we got, like, I'm okay. I need help over here yeah. scream. I got like, I'm taking a shit and it's not good. <laughs> Scream. <laughs> My wife knows all of them. The bowling pin turns, what I call it. <laughs> the bowling pin. Comes out and you're like, oh, it's pretty good. And then boom. <laughs> yeah. That's a hurdy one. That's a hurdy one. Yeah. Uh, so you got you to gotta be physically fit in some way, shape, or form. And then do you understand self-defense? Do you understand we talked about the firearms? Those are all kind of different things. But what are the limiting factors that you might be faced with? Um, is it financial? I know that's a tough one for a lot of people, um, for most people, to be honest with you. Um, is it geographical issues? Is there medical issues? Again, physical, mental, all those kind of things. Are there maybe legal considerations you need to think about with local building codes yeah. and those types of things? Because you can only do so much, you know, or HOAs. They're all limitations in some way yeah, that you might are. have to get around, right? And then, like, what shape is your home in? What are, you know, what current pros and cons does it provide? Does it have a security system now? Is there a fence, cameras, kind of trees? And, um, you know, what's your location? Like, all those types of things you should consider as you're, you're doing this analysis before you make this plan, right? Right. So, the plan is the next thing. Before you start, you know, building your castle or whatever it is you're going to do, you have to have a plan. It's going to save you work, it's going to save you money, and it's going to save you time in the long run. So start thinking about a few things right here. Uh, determine what it is you want to protect. Because a lot of people have, you know, different buildings on their property. Maybe there's a, you know. Side by side. Side by side in the back. Keep that protected. My Trump flag is number one. <laughs> 
that is up there. If I put like 16 out, I yeah. doubt anybody will miss it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or Biden flags. Either way. Either, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good yeah. there, too. Um, what what is... put up uh, General Washington flag. Oh, yeah. Just, just go just from the start. Right in the middle. Oh, yeah. Everybody agrees with old GW. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is critical to meeting your prepping goals? You know, you might Taft. decide. I'm President Taft. <laughs> Flag Taft. It's like the most yeah. random, useless. I know. Um, you, it, that would be <laughs> cool. That's your though. favorite, huh? That's the guy you went with? Great. <laughs> yeah. He's my guy. Um, you might decide that, you know, protecting your garage isn't super important, but, you know, protecting your basement bunker. Yeah. Is your your number one thing? Maybe your hamster farm is your number one thing. Yeah, you know because those things are People precious. Steal those hamsters. Yes. So you, you, I want you, all the females. <laughs> I don't know if that was gross or what, but it, I didn't, I didn't that enjoy way. it. Like, either way. Um, <laughs> would it have been better if I said I want all the males? I don't know. Probably. Either way. <laughs> I'm meaning for breeding your hamsters, not for other gross crap. <laughs> your hamsters. I don't, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how to. I'll take that comment back. Yeah. That never happened. Can you erase that <laughs> in yeah. post production? I'll try. What are you protecting against? And you need to be realistic here. If you live out in the freaking boonies, you're not going to worry about like those roving gang hordes you know hordes like <laughs> hordes like the bloods and the crips coming in and you know stealing yeah. stuff probably not right yeah so you're going to be worried more like the lone wolf or like a small group of people coming by so that's it's part so of- different in the different like areas that you be in because it's like when i was downtown <laughs> you be in? Is that what you said? i don't know probably <laughs> the different areas you be in that's what i heard <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what i said <laughs> but like um yeah, like being in, you know, the suburbs or yeah. an urban environment, that's sure. terrifying to me. I'm not used to that, but no. there are some scarier groups there. But in the rural areas, yeah. it's like every one of them has a gun. Yeah, for you sure. You know, and yeah. it's like <laughs> there's... And there's nobody to call. No. You can't yell to your neighbors, hey, you're yeah. getting raped. They're yeah. taking my hamsters. You know, <laughs> like you can't because it's they just, just you. come to raid your house in a freaking forklift. Yeah. <laughs> Forklift. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, a loader. A loader. A, <laughs> a loader. I drove this forklift from Salt Lake. It took me six weeks. Hey, is there anything that I could get? Yeah, it's true. You're right. Stack the bags <laughs> on the front. <laughs> I just gonna back up. Put all the hamsters on there right now. <laughs> you got a pilot? <laughs> yeah. Um. So <laughs> it was a weird vehicle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so just be- An armored forklift, okay? Yeah, that's the stuff. <laughs> Tires never pop. Uh, no, they don't. That's, you're true. You're, you're true. <laughs> Where you be? Where you be at? Let's start this over. <laughs> you know, what level of protection do you want or do you need? Um, again, it goes back to, you. do you want to, you want to make sure your shed has like A1 protection? Same as your home? Probably yeah. not, right? You see, you know, determine those things. And what constraints do you have to work with? You might want to have that moat and drawbridge at your house be awesome. with the alligators around yeah. it, right? But your zoning commission might say that's not going to happen. Yeah. So you have to you have to look at those things, right? And so HOA number one, no moat, no moat, crocodiles, not alligators, <laughs> um, razor sharp, barbed wire, no, no. Then go over the pros and cons again of surviving alone versus making it a go as a neighborhood. Those are kind of a lot of things you need to think about as you're moving forward with with some sort of a security plan for you and your neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. No, it's huge. Yeah. It's super huge. That's what she said. You know, right now, everybody's doing some shopping. 
mm. going online, trying to find that good product, that good price, mm. going to websites that's, you know, like huh. extra fun key. <laughs> Femalehamsters.com. Yeah. Garter belts. <laughs> Garter belts for, you go to those weird websites, you never know. Yeah. And you never know what information is being stolen. <laughs> that's what you came up with. I was trying to think of some <laughs> random website name like that you go to, you're like, I think this is a legit one. Garterbelts.info. <laughs> That's the one. Dot <laughs> edu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. you're looking for stuff you can't find. You go mm. to weird websites. You don't want your stuff to be stolen. I don't. And so there's a way yeah. that you can protect yourself and your computer and your information online. How? I think my computer died. You got to go to Surfshark, right? Yes. Yeah, thank you. You can protect yourself with Surfshark VPN. Yeah. Right? What does it do? It, do? it does a whole bunch of stuff, right? It does. Like what? <laughs> it will cloak you online, basically. Oh, really? It makes it seem as though you're in France mm-hmm. surfing on the internet in China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, no, virtual private networks give you the protection as every prepper would want sure. in real life. Like mm-hmm. go gray man online. Yeah. That's the best thing you can do. I agree. The reason I like Surfshark, one, their app. And their application on the computer is like super easy to use. And it's clean and it looks nice. Yeah. It also has a kill switch, which Ooh. means if you're using your Surfshark to protect yourself and it disconnects from the server, mm. it will kill your internet. That's great. So you can't just search unprotected. Internet you know? dies today anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the other thing I really love about Surfshark is that one subscription, not prescription, Mm. will give you protection on any device that connects to the internet. That's beautiful. It's freaking amazing. I love it. If you don't even know what I'm talking about, which is probably 100% of you. Most likely. Just get it and try it. 100% 30 you, days. 100% of the time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you don't know what's going on yeah. and what. <laughs> probably didn't even understand the word I said. Yeah. It's called Surfshark. Mm. Just try it out. 30 days. Yeah. Money back guarantee. Boom. But I'm telling you, $60, a little less than $60 with our code Casual Preppers. At surfshark.com, you can try it. Surfshark.deals slash casual preference. Sorry, yeah. That's where you want to go. My computer died, I think. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm using a new one. I apologize for this. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, don't go Microsoft. It's all weird. It always screws you up, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so go to surfshark.deals slash casual preppers. You're going to try it I free. I think they have a deal right now, free. too, where you can get the additional email protection. Oh, nice. For a dollar for an entire... Oh, well, that's worth it. A dollar a month for an yeah. entire year. Um, yeah, they're great. It's easy to use. It's the best one out there. Don't bother with anybody else. Yes. I paid my own money mm-hmm. to get this subscription, and I use it all the time. I use it at work. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I use it at church. Best place to get your identity stolen perfect okay that was a mess of a ad we got through it though so um the next step is your actual home like what ways can you protect your home from um you know intruders or looters or things like that that um so you need it it does it's a poem i wrote (laughs) (laughs) um that's the end that's a good that's a great poem i bet that gets published somewhere For sure. Traders and looters. I should start a casual preppers poem book. Dude, poems. You really should. Poems by casual preppers. Poems. Quips and limericks. <laughs> I don't know. This is a little teeny manual that yeah. sits in your pocket. But um, you have a lot of different uh, ways to protect your home. You don't need to go all out, dig a moat, things like that. But you can. But you can. Yeah. Depending on your neighborhood, depending on where you live. So some of the most important things that you can do and to assess your home is to kind of look at it as if you were to actually, you know, 
invade it yourself. <laughs> Sounds weird. But, you know, you look at your home yeah. and think about all the ways, yes, you know your home, you know where the weakness is, but, like, think of it as if, if I'm going to get into that home, where am I most likely to go? Front door. What way to get in? Front door. Where are most of the supplies going to be stored? Does it have a basement? Mm. Is Am I going to check there if I was to, you know, be a, a looter? So that helps you to protect your home a little bit better. Okay. And then to get even more weird is you can ask your neighbor, hey, if you were to raid my home. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> if you were to raid my home, which where would you go first? I got to ask you something, Jim. <laughs> Think about it. In midnight, you just got home from the bar. You looked over at my house and you said, hey, I want to get in there. I really would like one of those guns. How would you do it? He has battle box galore now. Yeah. You're a looter. You're an intruder. <laughs> How you going to do it? Yeah, that'd be. A, I know it sounds stupid, <laughs> but it might help you yeah. to protect your home a little Maybe bit Maybe I'll better. just try and come and get in your house one night, Cam, just for you. you <laughs> Once I get in there, tell Tony. Just come downstairs and you're sitting there eating a bowl of cereal. <laughs> How did you get in here? You got some holes in this plan, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and you're out of milk. <laughs> I'll, be I'll be honest. I thought I'd be way more secured than this. To be honest, I've been here for three days. You haven't even noticed. <laughs> <laughs> you made me a bowl of cereal for school. <laughs> Did you know you even know it was me? I made half the fruit snacks, bro. <laughs> you wanna buy the the guest beds always got <laughs> sheets off? Well, I've been sleeping in it. You talked to my wife lately? Because I hadn't seen her for three days. <laughs> but um that's one weird thing that you could do to kind of help <laughs> understand the holes in that's your true. in your system. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Mm. Um but you wanna think first about the number one thing is protecting you, yourself, mm. protecting, second, your gear and your items and your food, mm-hmm. and then third, the home itself. Where's know? the family come in? Well, that's you and your <laughs> oh, family. Okay, you just said you. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Well, so you as in sure. like, in general, your whole family. Okay, okay? great. Well, number one's always you. Yeah. <laughs> Think course. about yourself first. Yeah, I meant to have family in there. Okay. Um. So... There's a whole bunch of different ways you can actually, I think we had a whole episode on home security, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, there's a ton in there. So just some of the basic stuff is to like, think about what ways you would defend your home if there was that problem going on. One, we'll get into the, the most important thing is having like the neighborhood be all in the same, you know, on the same plan of like protecting each other, watching over things. But you got to consider the place that you're most likely to be you're, is you're going to bug in. You're going to stay in your own home. Mm. And so which what ways in eliminating the neighbors from that plan, considering how are you going to protect everything? Um, one of the little nuclear defense things, you know, the time, the distance, the shielding, that's kind of an important thing to look at when you're considering home defense. One, you know, how long or how hard is it going to be and how much time for them to get in and, and to be a problem for you what kind of countermeasures and things that you can use i haven't talked about countermeasures in a while man. it has been jeez been a wet dream forever <laughs> got over that one yeah but um what ways to kind of extend that time to mm. give you more time yeah that you need to put in place that's why we just don't clean our house <laughs> right it's I, so hard that's to why get you the people that leave like couches and broken mm. down cars in their yard genius yeah you walk by it's like oh, i need obstacle. to sit down it's like a paintball yeah. field out there exactly <clears throat> but that gives you too the distance. Um, that the next thing is like the distance is like keeping people more visible before they can even get to your walls and your doors and things like that. 
You can pick them off before they even get close. Mm-hmm. And there's different ways to do that, um, to not look extreme, but I'm not going to that right now. Okay. And then shielding, once they get in, you know, what ways are you going to keep your family safe? Is it going to be an exit plan? Is it going to be, you know, you're all going to huddle in the basement, basement behind like a vault door that you've installed or something like that? That'd be cool. It would be sweet. Mm. Um, but you also got to make sure that you have an exit plan. Because the scariest thing for me is people breaking in mm-hmm. and they know you're in the basement and you always see those shows where they grab the lantern and they're like, Psh! yeah, that's <laughs> why you don't have lanterns. <laughs> yeah, you don't All mine are LED. But if you, <laughs> it's <laughs> if you, pretty tough. But if you get trapped down yeah. there with the fire and didn't yeah. have an exit plan, what yeah. that's like the worst. Or you get trapped down there, you got to take a number two. Yeah. That's you know? why I installed that's toilet. That's why down there. I'm so scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you leave one floor missing. So yeah. dirt. Yeah. Dig it up, make big old. Cat hole, cat hole for all your family. Exactly, but um, th- these are just like a lot of the basic things to consider when it comes to like securing your home itself. You know, you can install stronger doors. Mm. Consider windows and consider getting windows. Consider <laughs> protecting windows. Okay. Consider the windows and yeah. and what kind of security issues you could have. With <laughs> if you those. don't have windows. <laughs> consider getting some. This is Brazil. <laughs> yeah. You just have curtains and yeah. Um, but those are you know. Half the time, mine are unlocked. I always check. Oh, yeah. They're not now. They're locked now. Yeah. <clears throat> but when you have kids, they always open and leave a window open. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get those little uh, things that allow just yeah your window open like a quarter of the way so you people can't dowels? crawl through. <laughs> those are the easiest way. Through. Yeah. But, yeah, those are some basic little security things to, you know, protect your family. Um, some items that I looked up that I actually thought were pretty dang cool that I wanted to mention. Number one, shotgun. That's all you need. The end. Exactly. <laughs> but no, you've got to consider those things. If somebody were to come in, what are, are you going to do? Are you going to stay and try and defend your home, which you have to consider the the risk to yourself, the the harm, um, not caring about the person that's breaking in, that's their own fault, but are you going to take that risk yourself yeah. of starting a firefight in the middle of your, of your home? Or are you just going to exit and get out? Mm-hmm. Like, I think some ways to protect yourself there is you maybe have, like, a dummy room with, like, light stock. So sure. people get mm-hmm. in, they can get some of the supplies, and then they can get out, and you have all of your other stuff. And that brings me to the point of not keeping all of, you know, your eggs in the same basket. Mm-hmm. You want to have different locations, cash, or have some at a workplace or something like that so you don't lose everything in case some something like this happens. And then um, the other the items that I was mentioning that I, I looked up, um, have you ever seen like the buddy bar or the, the master lock bar that like wedges against yeah. the door handle? Mm-hmm. They have some pretty freaking cool ones. Yeah, they do. They're not that expensive. They look like, uh, uh, what's, what's the one they put on the car? The uh, club. The club. Yeah. 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 Basically they're like, they have ones that are like 1500 pounds to somebody trying to, to breach the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Gotta get the whole neighborhood to get it 1500 in 1,500 pounds of pressure like that it. they can withstand. Yeah. Um, stop making these points <laughs> that I'm not mentioning. People will understand. I know. It's just too much fun. 1,500 pounds to carry that in. Um, the uh, What was the, the breach bar thing that you had mentioned? The door frame system that you can get so that um, people can't break through. It's basically just a reinforced. can't remember the brand that you had mentioned. Oh, crap. I don't remember. You can get them like a Lowe's. <clears throat> basically, it's just a reinforcement of the door frame where, where the- So they can't just kick it in. They can't just bust kick the it wood. In. Yeah, it makes it metal. It has longer screws and all yeah. these. And it's like 80 bucks yeah, for I've your been, door. I, 
I don't think my back door has it. My front has a, a better reinforcement, but mm-hmm. those are simple things that don't look all tacky. You know, it doesn't look like you have an iron door yeah. in the front. Or you can just have like some extra wood in the, in the, um, inside your house. Yeah. Well, or no, even Two just in the garage and then you just, zzz, 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 yeah, on the door. You know what I mean? Like signs. Where yeah, exactly. Nailed everything up. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that's a good idea for <laughs> securing all the main exits. Yes. So you can't ever get out or people get in. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, another item I thought was pretty sweet is they have a a, a wedge door stop security alarm. So it's just a regular one. And when the door swings, you know, when somebody kind of tries to bust it open, it hits an alarm. That's enough to scare somebody away yeah. most of the time. Mm-hmm. But second, it can give you an idea where it at. Yeah. Where a, lot, it at. a lot of people will use those like when they're traveling. Yeah. You know, that's what I think most of them are for. Yeah. And then you can even get to, it's like 11 bucks. And it goes over the lock system in wherever you're going to stay. If you're going to stay in an Airbnb and say, you know, it's not what we're talking about today, but those things can be used on the doors that you haven't secured. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do a bedroom door or something like that, mm-hmm. it's just like a little plate that goes over the regular lock system and you can have like a chain lock. Yeah. Simple as that. It's like 10 bucks on Amazon. For sure. But I really like the wedge door security one because if you lose power, that thing's going to work no matter what. Yeah. And then there's also regular security system cameras and different surveillance that is like a closed loop. So you're not connected to the internet. It gets really, really technical, but you just got to look at these things of how I can keep a security system in my house, protect, you know, those inside my gear and how I would either defend it or Mm -hmm. kind of distract and lead them into a place that just yeah. would you know get them in they can get a few things and get out and you don't have to worry about even interacting with exactly the yeah, don't don't overlook engaging the, the security system because 99 percent of situations the security system is going to be one of the biggest things you can do right seriously because yeah. somebody comes and they see that you have a security system screw that i'm going to the house next door that doesn't have exactly one. you know obviously in a long-term shtf situation that is less important but it still is valuable but most of the time, these SHTF situations aren't going to be, it's nah, the end of the your, world apocalypse. No. It's like, you may, maybe there's some local looting or rioting for several days or whatever it is, but they see that they're going to go somewhere else most yeah. of the time, yeah. right? So, And that's that's also why some of these neighborhood security plans that you're going to talk about yes. exist now is just for regular everyday yeah. neighborhood watch. And so yep. talking to your um, neighborhood you know, members about this kind of stuff mm-hmm. just ahead of time is good because when it gets to that point, you're all going to be much more ready. Yep. But anyway, those those are a few <clears throat> basic things you can do to kind of check over, make sure your house is ready, make sure that you have supplies set up to be um, able to keep yourself safe, keep mm-hmm. your gear safe. And if you have to actually um, deal with somebody breaking in, you've yeah. got a whole plan set up to, yeah. to deal with that. Absolutely. So then at this point, you've got your home security, your your personal place worked out most likely, right? So now it's the time to sort of move on to that next layer, which is that neighborhood security. And and we said this, you know, why why should you even consider like a total neighborhood security plan? Because, you know, in a bad emergency or an SHDF situation, you're going to have safety in numbers no matter what. The more people that you have working together, the better off you're going to be, right? In yeah. most situations. <clears throat> and then... We've talked about this several times when it comes to prepper groups. I mean, this basically comes back to having a prepper group, but they all live right in the same place, right? In any given neighborhood, you're going to have, like, you know, former military or current military. You're going to have doctors, nurses, 
any kind of medical people, uh, you know, engineers, preppers, martial artists, seamstresses, cooks, mechanics, electricians, plumbers, influencers, influencers, work podcasters, home, online marketing. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing you're going to draw on all those people's yeah. strengths uh, to help everybody. Right. And so that's, again, another reason to try and look at this neighborhood security. Um, all those skills can be helped to use the whole and you're, you're in close quarters with these people. So your situations at most of the time is going to be the same, right? If there's a flood, most of you are going to be yeah. dealing with it. If there's <clears throat> rioters, most of you are going to be dealing with it. So it makes sense to try and work together. And, we, and people talk or ask us constantly about like setting up a prepper group. And there's mm -hmm. different ways to do that. Yeah. You can get a lot of information from people that are in different places and forums. But mm -hmm. really, when it comes down to, like you said, you're going to yeah. be dealing with a scenario where those that are like most like in close proximity yes. to you, you're going to all work together. So exactly. it's probably better to form some kind of a group that's right there. all going to be in the same, you know, same situation. Exactly. And then when it comes to, you know, a long-term event and is, you know, uh, it's, it becomes more critical to work together as supplies become scarce and more issues arise as the time continues to pass in an SHGF situation, you're going to be super glad that you've worked something out beforehand yeah. and not trying to do this after the fact, right? That's where it gets hard. <clears throat> but you know, a neighborhood watch, we're going to talk about that quite a bit, or even, you know, some sort of natural disaster preparedness as a group, it can be hugely beneficial to you as a prepper and hugely beneficial to, to the neighborhood as a whole. But, you know, there are benefits and drawbacks like all things. So you have to start looking at what those are. And there's going to be some issues that arise. And what is your neighborhood attitude? What is, you know, the overall, you can probably guess this at, you know, right now, are they going to be cooperative? Um, <clears throat> if you go out and say, Hey, let's start a neighborhood watch or let's, Hey, let's talk about what would happen if there's a flood, you know, how could we help each other? You, you can probably understand what that's going to be right, right away, but you can't necessarily rule out that they wouldn't be cooperative. You know, you might think they wouldn't be, but a lot of people will probably surprise right, you. Right. They would be interested in if it benefits them and if it benefits their family, they might talk to you and say, hey, okay, let's let's figure something out, you know. But you have to worry about are your neighbors trustworthy because right. that's where it gets scary, you know. Um, do you live in a place that has, you know, gang members? That, right. Obviously, that's not a great place to live, for one thing. Convicted <laughs> felons. Yeah. Sex offenders. Yeah. And that's jewelers. What, the one thing, like I like I said, I have that, that app that tells me when new sex offenders yeah. move in within a proximity. Yeah. It's good to know. It sucks mm -hmm. for them, and I feel bad, but at the same time, they I'm going to have a, a little bit of hesitation on trusting that person yep. because of you know, past discretions. Absolutely. And so that's something you have to think about. Are, is everybody idiots that live next to you? Because that could also be an issue. Um, is there a bunch of old people? Because those those people are going to be less helpful. Yeah, don't depending. worry about them. Um, you know, are there a bunch of Bears fans? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that that's one in. That's probably true. I had to throw that one in if you can't. There isn't any new Bears fans anymore. Yeah. So, you know, if you live in a neighborhood that maybe isn't as cooperative, there's a lot of sex offenders, you know, if every other house right. is a sex offender, are you a sex offender? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, you might want to look at for another neighborhood, right? right. When um, you do have to consider those things, because there's some neighborhoods where um, maybe they're just barely getting by and yes. people have been helping them. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to be the first that are going to do the most extreme to keep alive, mm -hmm. too. So that's why I think all this is good, too. It's like if everybody, 
tried to be prepared, then uh, you're not yeah. having to worry about yeah. your other neighbors being desperate and, and yep. causing you all this problem. Yeah. So th- the big thing is just being prepared beforehand. You've got to do all of this planning before something happens. Well, we'll talk about that because it might be easier if something does happen, but um, you have to think about that. Neighborhood so, riot. Yeah, exactly. But a really good place to start with all of this is forming a neighborhood watch. Um, and this is something that you can introduce that probably won't scare people as bad, right? You you don't look like a neighborhood a, watch that you can all yeah. communicate. What through? time is it? Look at the neighborhood watch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, neighborhood watch programs, they're basically a group of organized residents in a small community or a specific number of blocks that are working together to make their area safer in conjunction with local law enforcement agencies. So members of the neighborhood watch are striving toward the same goal, making where they live as safe as it possibly can be from threats of criminal activity. So th- it's just a great way to start <clears throat> getting your your neighborhood on the same page, right. thinking about the safety of the neighborhood. And then you can kind of, we'll talk about this, but you can kind of assess which group members might be more, you know, receptive to talking right. about like a SHTF plan, right? Yeah. You've got the high alert ones that yes. freak out about everything. Like Tawny mm-hmm. will get texts in the Facebook, be like, there was a man by the mailbox yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen him in our neighborhood. Watch out. Yeah. He was <laughs> in a mail truck, but I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't... <laughs> You know? <laughs> the colors didn't match UPS yeah. or USPS, so yeah. I don't know. Be on the lookout. Yeah. I call but the it, police. But it is nice that we have that system. Yeah. Like our neighborhoods are, our, exactly. our neighbors are usually watching out for mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. I think I've been called out as being suspect. <laughs> He's got a yellow truck. Yeah. He's old. He didn't fit into our neighborhood. He doesn't pay attention to anything ever. <laughs> He's going. He's usually driving in the neighborhood about 45 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. Old yeah. truck spitting, you know, yeah. smoke all Super over. loud. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, you know, networking with law enforcement through a neighborhood watch program will get everyone better acquainted with those who protect and serve them now. You know, so that's a good thing, too, is to understand how the, you know, uh, law enforcement, you know, does things over there. So these types of groups can help you to introduce some more advanced type prepping strategies for the neighborhood. And th- like I said, and as well as find out who will be the most interested. Um, this will also keep criminals out of your neighborhood now and in an emergency because you put up those neighborhood watch signs. Again, that's one more thing to deter criminals and d- deter rioters and all those types of things. So it only helps. Neighborhood um, watch chief. Natural. Ooh. Put that in right there, in your there is like front a whole yard hierarchy of like <laughs> neighborhood watch people. It's kind of funny. I didn't be put cool. it in here, but cool. yeah, it really would. So <clears throat> it will help you and your neighbors to feel better acquainted. That's one thing, and it will build a sense of belonging and friendship, which means they're more likely to help in an SHTF situation than hinder in an SHTF situation. Right. Um, most neighborhood watch plan uh, watches have a communications plan. So most of them will get like two-way radios for it. Um, they'll have some sort of like a texting tree or a texting group for the for the um, neighborhood yeah. and phone calls. So again, it's one more way to get everybody on the same page with communications. So if something does happen more like a, as an SHTF issue or an emergency, you have those communications already in place. So yeah. you could say, oh, I'm going to send it out to the neighborhood text, you know. So it gets you even a little bit more further along with something like this. What was the event? Do you remember? Um, I, I remember, like, specifically as a church, we were, like, we set up this plan of, like, two two men would go and, like, check on the one neighbor. Did you ever set that up? Mm-mm. I can't remember what. It was in Logan. 
oh, when really? I was living there in Utah. But no. but anyways, the point being, like, I thought it was pretty cool that we had set up a plan as, like, if we couldn't communicate with this certain person, mm-hmm. that two other men would go over there to check on them. The home and it was just like, yeah, it's basically what it was. <laughs> yeah. But it was, like, not for that reason, but it was, like, when you can't communicate by yeah. regular means of cell phone or, or, or service like that, you had a plan set up to where you know, two people would go together yeah. and check on that person mm-hmm. and make sure that nothing was going on with their house or somebody wasn't, you know, they weren't held hostage or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, thought, I was like, that's that goes along with this kind of setup of absolutely like having does. a plan as your neighbors working together to like check on each other. Yeah, that's that's all you're doing here with this neighborhood watch thing. And usually they also do, they'll just case in everybody's home. Yeah, they'll distribute a neighborhood map because yeah. there, there's there's like ways that they walk around the neighborhood if stuff happens, right? So again, it's always a plus to have more information in your hands before that kind of stuff happens. So that's why I'm thankful I have a wife because I don't remember no. any of my neighbors' names. I don't either. They're like the Petersons down there. I'm like, who's that? Who's that? They're next door to us. They've lived here for six years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who they, they helped are. us move in. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So maybe get a name list to oh, start. My wife gets so mad at me because I don't Mine remember does too. anybody's name. I'm like, I don't know. I, I can know. recognize his face. Yeah. I know he's part of our neighborhood. You taught class with him for three years. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't get, I don't know who he's it is. He's been a patient of yours for 15 years. <laughs> you do a podcast with him. His name's Kobe. <laughs> remember? Yeah. Uh, what does he need? <laughs> What does he want? The outline? What does he mean? <laughs> <laughs> he wants the outline. Well, let me guess. He stopped you and asked for an outline. Yeah, prick. Son of. So th- there's there's some caveats to this. It might be hard to get people to want to do a neighborhood watch. So if something does happen in in like if there's a break in in the neighborhood or some sort of a flood or a natural disaster or there's some some sort of crime that happens, use that as a a jumping off point to get something like this going because that's when people are going to be most receptive to something like a neighborhood watch because something just happens that people start freaking out and they want to do something and that um, there's a finite time where they have that motivation to actually get out there and do something. So yeah. you kind of want to take advantage of it when something happens. So just think about that. So moving forward in your neighborhood protection plan, um, I found this article, and I just want to put a caveat on this because it was from ammoland.com for one thing. So this goes into building your NPP, your neighborhood protection plan. So take this with the thought of knowing who this is coming from. Um, there's some really good points in here, but mo- much of it is very firearms related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. W- once you put anything that says security and prepping, you get uh this is where like those, the gun preppers really shine and that's great because that's where they they're that's where they're the best at so just know that that's a lot of what we're going to get into here <clears throat> but you don't necessarily have to have that as your focus so they they laid out um, a plan to get this um NPP going number 1 get started one or two self starters need to get the ball rolling so this is going to have to be you uh, probably making that happen. Number two is to get help. Move that to four or five neighbors. Um, you know, explain what you're doing and get them to help you. This is super important. You must have help and more help. And then you want to call this group the moderators. They're saying this is the moderators. Okay. And then the moderators are going to survey your neighbors. You're going to divide up the neighborhood. Survey all the neighbors with the NPP survey questionnaire and address checklist. So I found one of these online. And I can't imagine actually passing this out to my neighbors, but <laughs> this is this is kind of what it says. So um, this is it's an information sheet that you would pass out. They put their name, they put their email, they put their address and their phone numbers, 
And on the top, it says, this is for, you know, this is going to be held in the strictest of confidence by the Neighborhood Protection Plan Leadership and Council. Okay, this is getting really, really, like, serious, right? I think you would want to build up to this. <clears throat> yeah, but... that's what I'm saying. You don't want to just move into the neighborhood and start passing these out. you got to, <laughs> you got to work up to these things, right? Hey, thanks for coming over and helping us move in. Will you yeah, fill this out Fill this me? out. Get it back to me by five. <laughs> Please. Thank you. So it get Catch it got... a picture of all your family members. Please. Closed and naked. Send it in. <laughs> Gotta know both. <laughs> I need to recognize a bareback. Yeah. You run out of the shower, gotta know who you are. <laughs> this is just for emergency purposes only. Get your girl beard too and have no beard and beard. Beard, no beard. Exactly. All the different types. Yeah. Um, so this is what has their basic information on top. And then it has a, a checklist. And <laughs> has a checklist. This may seem weird. This may seem weird, but, but I really need to know. Crucial. Um, and it says, check the following areas if you have any training or expertise in them. And there's a little checklist that goes down. And then it says, military training, law enforcement, firearms, medical, radio communications, electronics. Like how military was like the very first one. Oh, I know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, and then it's firefighting and prevention, food storage and preparations training, construction experience, nutrition and cooking expertise, gardening, fishing, hunting knowledge, vehicle repair knowledge, chemistry training or education. That's an interesting one to have on there. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a chem set when I was yeah, 10. Yeah, I don't pretty, know. pretty good at it. How good do you know the periodic table? <laughs> I go to you at that. Give me the first five. Yeah, what is it? Um, and then it says- I'm going to give you a density, and I want you to give me- <laughs> Give me the atomic number of iron right now. Um, get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. And then it says information about your health and fitness, and then it says age, and then health issues. And then there's some other stuff below that I couldn't see in this picture, but- so that's a, a sort of thing that you could pass out among these people, depending on... Which would be extremely helpful, but... Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I can't imagine handing this to my wife. You just filled out for us real quick. <laughs> What's your main bank? Yeah. And your main... Social security number. List all of your diagnoses. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's something you could do at this point, but just know that that's going to be a tough go. <laughs> you know, not going to be easy. Then it says moderators. I'm going to get a big old cork board ready and <laughs> just know, like huh? pin the top members that are healthy picture, and have yeah. with their pictures on there. CEO, a lot and of money. Then yeah. Yarn to the something in yep. the middle. <laughs> you know, a gun. Yeah, yarn to a gun. <laughs> yarn to a garden. <laughs> Bag of seeds. She's great for She's, this. Man, she can cook. That's about it. <laughs> Quilts. Yeah. Quilt expert. Gonna be a problem. Clothing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's a different cork board. Yeah, target um, list. That's on a whiteboard. Yeah. Um, that then number four is moderators hold your first meeting. Have the first meeting to explain the purpose of the neighborhood protection plan and select candidates for leaders. Then the moderates are going to verify that the candidates for the leaders' experience, and then you're going to hold a second meeting to elect leaders. I mean, this is a process. Elect the primary and secondary NPP leaders at your second meeting. Number seven, leaders and group members approach, leaders should approach your police department <laughs> and attempt to work alongside your current neighborhood watch program. If there is one, proceed with or without police department cooperation or approval. So Proceed that, with or without? With or without. So I sure want them to be yeah, so I don't, understanding of it. I don't know how they could disapprove of you having a neighborhood protection yeah. program, but it is Yeah, it ain't going to happen. Nah. As a matter of fact, hand over all your lists so we can look through yeah. them. Yeah. You're done. You're done in here. Go back to your Give house. Give me your badge. <laughs> I want your gun and your badge right now. You're on the edge. We are the law. You are not. 
Um, Beat man, yeah, it'd be so interesting. To oh see my gosh, this list. I can't imagine going through this with my neighbors. Thanks for coming, everybody. Yeah. Take your <laughs> take your twenty two ammo on the table on your hat, yeah. and we'll talk next week. Take your grab bags. It's got ammo. It's got tourniquets. <laughs> it's got a gun cleaning kit. Seeds. It's got gun oil. Yeah, it's got <laughs> and a tack pack sticker. It's got seeds and a hunting hat. Yeah. Uh, it's got the pictures of you naked on the front. That's how you know who's is who's. <laughs> Let's shuffle these around and see if you can identify who's, who's who. whose family belongs to who. Uh, and so the next thing you got to do is classify the group members and select and select section and junior leaders. So, I mean, this thing goes insane. Determine the size of the MPP and where protective perimeters, guard posts, entry exit control points, kill zones, secondary fighting positions will all be. So this is where you're. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm telling you. That's it's why... pretty. It's pretty. It's super detailed. Yeah. Better than I've seen. This but... is why I preface this is where it came from. Community and... garden, kill zone. Don't get them mixed up. <laughs> she might just be picking some plums. <laughs> Don't kill her. That's over here. John, you had an incident yesterday <laughs> where you fired on two individuals picking. Corn. Yeah. We can't have that. That's unfortunate. You're out of the group. Let's vote if we keep the community garden in the same place. <laughs> uh, I move that we just store ammo over there. <laughs> Can I get a second on that one? Those <laughs> those five gallons are not for fruit or vegetables. Those are tenorite. Okay. <laughs> Then you got to ask each group member to give an honest list of what they have for personal supplies and equipment. You'll notice that this is not in the group member information form. Revealing what you have for food, equipment, and supplies is a sensitive issue with most people. Of course. Especially firearms. Especially preppers. <clears throat> Find out what each group member will allow others to use as communal equipment and supplies. Inform each group member what they must have as minimums for equipment and supplies and get assurances that they will start accumulating these required items. <laughs> firearms, no. <laughs> Children, yes. Yeah. You can use them as you will. Do what you need to. You have them work and whatever you need. Yeah, and then you start assigning duties to each group member, and then the leaders need to make a written NPP so you get this all down on paper. Um, and then uh, equipment and supplies need to be purchased for the communal NPP, and each group member needs to start storing food, water, and ammunition. So you, you got to get money from them too, which is good luck. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, People get pissed off pay, paying HOA dues. Even when they're low, right? Although I think if we could take that money and use it towards this, it'd probably be better spent. It would be. Do you know what I, I mean? Yeah. Have you yet figured out how that's spent? Uh, it, that water in the grass. <laughs> that's what I've gotten from mine. Uh, put your written plan to um, to the test by training exercises. Firearm safety and basic markman, markmanship must be started first <laughs> and last and middle. Have a function. <laughs> Monthly, so all group members can keep in contact and be ready. Um, and uh, that's it. Yeah. That's how you Peter, get it done. three shots in the air. First wave goes in. Yeah. <laughs> and you're part uh, of the first wave. You're part of the first wave. And so they talked about supplies. And there are several sites that mentioned some supplies to be getting together as a, a neighborhood for this security plan. Again, good luck making this happen. I don't yeah. get it. We're going to talk about it, but it's not going to be easy. Weapons and ammo. You got to be able to defend yourself in certain. <laughs> I think situations. you can take this plan and customize it to be yeah. like more, yeah, you know, low key. Maybe like, you're, you know, maybe, maybe you just want to talk about, yeah, food storage yeah. and like, you know, make sure everybody's planned. I don't care what you have. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you're all getting ready for that. Well, 
you know, if you're, like I talked about, if you're in an area that's prone to um, flooding, then that's a great thing to talk about. You know, these floods happen every year. Yeah. What can we do as a neighborhood to be ready for these? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's a probably good thing. a more comfortable thing. But again, approach. we're talking about security here anyways. Yeah. So we need you to had be to specific with this. So weapons and ammo, you got to be able to defend yourself in certain situations. So making sure you have that 556, five, that's what you got to do communications two ways for the neighborhood and a plan to use them is super important also like a group text would be great food and water again i don't know how you're going to do this as a community as a group it's going to be tough but there's probably ways to do it depending on you know your situation but you know make sure everybody at least has some food storage and some water uh, is there a community garden for everybody like you were saying you know also is there backup water supply nearby is there a well in the neighborhood that people can utilize so you can talk about those things. Get some binos because you got to have that recon. You got to be able to on the yeah. lookout. Chainsaws, you know, in, if storms and you know happen, those are great. But also, if you need to build like roadblocks or something yeah. in your neighborhood, you got those shovels against storms. Park cars block the neighborhood. Yep, storms for shovels. Uh, you got to build cat holes or trenches. Whatever you got to <laughs> do, do that. Latrine. Yep, sandbags, again, crucial if there's flooding, but you could use those for, you know, barriers and other things as well. Uh, power, if there are prolonged outage hits, do, who has generators and how can you benefit the whole neighborhood with these? Extra fuel. Daisy chain them all. Yep, extra fuel. Night vision. One site said this is the single most important thing you can have. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I thought I better at least put it on the list. <laughs> so uh, that was one. Drones, you know, they could be Just great. Just walking around with night vision on night. Hey, Jim, how yeah. you doing? How you doing? How's the kids doing? Um, drones, they can be great for recon. They can be. Yeah, and then medical supplies. So, again, I, I got to say this much. Like, I watched a bunch of videos, and the people that talk about neighborhood security on YouTube. A bit intense. Oh, yeah. So, like, the three of them that I saw all had guns on them at the time of filming, <laughs> for one thing. What? I know. So, just know that this gets very serious for some people, but those are the people, I guess, that you want handling security for something like this for a bad situation. But, again, I don't know. So, if a major event does occur. Keep your kids close. Yes. Looting. I'm going to go over it. No, you're going to get shot. You're going to die. Uh, looting, rioting, or issues arise. You need to immediately secure the neighborhood. Because this is what we're talking about. We're talking about security. Here are some things to consider. Have you ever heard of the five Ds of security? Mm -mm. Mm. This ain't the double Ds. This is the five Ds, <laughs> Cam. The first D is deter. And you talked about kind of this thing. When you were talking about the nuclear zones or what were you talking about? I can't remember. No, I don't either. But <laughs> the number one is deter. So the deter perimeter is the furthest one out from the location of the assets and is often a mix of physical infrastructure like fencing and lighting. And the security objective on this perimeter is to deter the criminal from even attempting a breach right. of your system. So that's the time. Yes. Signs Delay saying them. like no trespassing or area under surveillance, you know, also aid in communicating a deterrent message to the people. The second one is detect. The detection perimeter security objective is to monitor large areas of space to accurately detect possible unauthorized intrusion in time to respond appropriately. So surveillance cameras, uh, high megapixel cameras, they're very effective as detection tools. Deny. The objective at the deny perimeter is to keep unauthorized persons out while allowing authorized persons to enter. And we'll talk about this in a minute. Like one of those S roadblocks. Have you seen those where you yeah. know it doesn't you know you have to slow down and go around it? That's that's like a deny. Yeah, they like staggers, mm -hmm. yeah. And then maybe a gate or something like that. 
Uh, and then delay. The delay perimeter's objective is to slow down an active intrusion enough to force the intruder to give up or to allow the security team to respond, right? So interior locking doors or other physical barriers are used to slow down something like this. And the last is defend. This perimeter is typically a security personnel response that attempts to apprehend the intruder. The final perimeter often includes the involvement of law enforcement or your, you know, military guy that's head of security in the HOA, you know, those types of things. So here's a few other things to think about as this is going down. Close off your main entrances to the neighborhood. You can use a lot of different things to do this, but the easiest is use vehicles themselves. You know, yeah. you can also utilize the garbage cans because those things are huge and you fill them up with water or dirt or whatever. And those are great barriers. Um, you can pull in old trailers. You can, you know, unload your Christmas decorations and use the totes, you know, <laughs> fill those up with rocks. True, and put them yeah. in, like there's so many things you can do, but you have to close off the road because that's the easiest place of entry. And we talked about this S barrier to help slow people down as they enter. So you can have someone at the, at the S barrier, making sure that whoever's coming in should be coming in. Um, number two is to establish moving ground patrols 24 seven with random patterns and time intervals. Cause you don't want people to know your patterns, right? Tree and rooftop patrols. This is going to be hard to get people in trees and on rooftops and not get shot off the rooftop, but that's one thing they say to do. Foxhole security guards. So you got to get some foxholes, apparently. That's where the shovels come in. Um, <laughs> get the names of everyone who lives in the community and let no one in or out without verification. That, that should be part of your plan before you start to have all the names and pictures and all that kind of stuff. Um, this says to cover the border fence tops with cement and broken glass. So jumping the fence is tough. Ooh, jeez. I know. And then consider sharing extra weapons to supply patrols with weaponry, all those kind of things. So, and you can use like extra fencing between houses if you need to, to make sure that the perimeter is secure all the way around. So, um, there's so many different things you can do, but that, that is sort of like, like the basics of this neighborhood security, but I think the best thing to take from this is looking to start small and to start start now um, with something like a neighborhood watch, uh, because your benefits are just going to be huge from that moving forward. So, right, I think a neighborhood watch is a great place to start. Yeah, I think it is too. You really do got to get yeah. more involved with, mm -hmm. like, like even for example, like my neighbor next door. We we've talked about this kind of thing, and we try and you know, keep each, like give each other a heads up when there's sales on like, you know, mm. food storage stuff. Like, yeah, for sure. Wise Foods has a sale on mm. milk and stuff. Go get that, you know, just mm -hmm. those kind of things kind of help develop a plan to make your neighborhood yeah. more efficient, more safe and things like that. So. Absolutely. What? That's all I got though. You got anything else? That's Ken? a lot of <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think you should follow that plan to a T. Yeah. I just can't imagine. I think you print that out. Handing those, that paper out and, uh. I know. Going for it. That's you crazy. I mean? People even assume I know. that that would be like. But again, it depends on your situation. If you have two or three neighbors, it's just like three of you and you're all really like-minded. You and might that, be able to make that work. I think you could make that work, yeah. You know? In a neighborhood like mine where there's like 50 houses. Yeah. I don't know, I don't man. know who any of them are. Yeah, I know four people in the neighborhood. And so that's going to be tough. Right, right. But you just have to look at it and do what you do. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Consider them to be to be a help. That's yeah, pretty absolutely. much it. And 
Guys, today's podcast is brought to you by TACPAC, the only monthly tactical subscription box with useful professional-grade stuff inside. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS and get a free separate bag sent of EDC gear along with your first month's TACPAC. Head to TACPAC.com, use that code CASUALPREPPERS. You got an AR, you like EDC gear, this is the the subscription box for you. It just really is. It's time for the quick and dirty medical tip. So... I don't have one today. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, I think we're going to kind of go long on this, but we didn't yeah. as much. So okay. anyways, all I'd say, stay healthy out there. Watch stay out healthy. for Omicron. Mm-hmm. It's coming to get you. It is, isn't it? So <laughs> You're going to be gotten by yeah, it. Yeah. It's going to happen. So yeah. Anyways, okay. take care of yourselves out there. That's all I have to <laughs> take say. Care of okay. I didn't ever plan anything. That's all right. Week. We're good to go. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you guys subscribing. Please share us with your friends, neighbors, family, your neighborhood SHTF security team. (laughs) Whatever you got to do, just get us out there. And please go check out our sponsors, BattleBox, TacPack, Surfshark. Go check them out, please. It, It really helps us out when you do. So It sure does. Thank you, and stay survived.